Hello and welcome to The Healing Sanctuary. I'm your host, Melissa Field, and this week we're talking about how to heal the relationship you have with your own self. Last week, I did an episode with a guided visualization for manifesting a healthy, loving, and fulfilling relationship. We began the visualization with a powerful exercise in self-love and positive and supportive self-talk. This is because the relationship you have with your own self determines all other relationships in your life. How you show up for yourself sets the standard for how others will show up for you. This week, I'm going to expand on that and focus on self-love and healing the relationship you have with you. We're going to do a little discussion, and then we'll go through some reflection questions that you can answer now as you listen or use them later as journal prompts. I'll be sure and put them in a PDF that you can download to use on your own. Essentially, the relationship you have with your own self was built upon and with the relationship you had with your caregivers. Whoever was guiding your sense of self, whichever adults you spent the most time with, whether that be your parents, one parent, your grandparents, or legal guardians, created the foundation upon which you learned how to speak to yourself and treat yourself. Your inner relationship is a mirror of that early first relationship. A lot of times, we believe we speak to ourselves critically or harshly because we somehow deserve it. We believe if we were worthy of love and positive self-talk, then we would naturally feel that and it would rise up on its own. We don't remember creating the inner monologue that is negative and self-defeating, and so it feels as if it was always there, as if we were born this way, because this is just who we are. We believe we created this inner voice because we saw something in ourselves. The truth is, the way you speak to yourself is an internalized reflection of the relationship you had with your immediate caregivers. You learned how to treat yourself based on how the people raising you treated you. As a child, you looked to your caregivers for everything about how to exist in this world. They fed you, clothed you, bathed you, and showed you how to be a person. And because we come into this world knowing nothing, they literally seemed to know everything. And so we take their perception of us as some kind of gospel. We internalize their treatment of us as a written-in-stone statement of who we are, when in fact, it is just a projection of their own relationship with their own self. All anyone can teach us is what they know about themselves. How your parents or caregivers taught you to see yourself was entirely based on how they viewed their own self and their place in the world. Sometimes this projection is them just wanting us to be a version of who they are and not allowing us to be our own individual self, which is different from them. It's not wrong to be different, but because they are trying to conform us to who they think 
we should be, it feels wrong to be different. This can be confusing because the inner words we say to ourselves usually are not a direct repetition of what was said to us. So for example, if every time you went to your dad for comfort when you were feeling sad or upset, and he said, I'm busy and dismissed you, you may have internalized that as, I'm not important, I'm not lovable, my needs don't matter. In no way were those words said to you, but the action of dismissal and rejection was filtered through your thought process and organized into the repeated inner thought, I am not lovable. And because these exact words were never said, it seems as if these words are your true, real voice, because where else would they have come from? It's extremely difficult to separate the words that we internalized from the actions that we didn't know how to understand. Where those words came from were the actions of those who were supposed to be making you feel loved, valued, and seen. They came to you as abstract experiences that your inner self, your inner child, processed in the only way it knew how. As a child, we have very limited information about people, relationships, and the world, and so the conclusions we come to are based on extremely limited information. When we're kids, we don't know how to take other people's actions in perspective of that person's own self. The child who feels rejected by their dad does not know that their dad is deep in his own insecurity and fears and unable to properly love anyone. As an adult, we can look at other people's behavior and know that it's not personal. We know that they are bringing a lifetime of experiences into every interaction and that they see everything through their own filter and psyche. As children, it's impossible to understand this, and so it does feel deeply personal. As a child, it's impossible to understand that it's not about you, because there's just no way to have that perception of the world and the people around you. So it seems as if these experiences really are telling us who we are. And when it comes to those experiences we had, who we should actually blame and be angry at is a deeply complex thing because we have to take into consideration of the people before us, their generational trauma, the societal trauma they may have experienced from racism or prejudice over their sexuality, how to view your parents or your caregivers, and what happened between you and them is far beyond anything I could tell you. It's something that will take time for you to work through. Just be gentle with yourself, acknowledge yourself, value yourself and your feelings. Getting a therapist or even a family therapist might help you to work through your feelings and experiences and to process what happened. 
Just know that you have a right to your feelings. Your feelings are valid. Your perspective is valid. And at the end of the day, if you choose to explore forgiveness, it's not for the people who hurt you. It's for your own peace of mind and healing because you deserve to feel happy and to be free of this past and to live in the present as the person you want to be. So when we have repeated experiences as children that we internalize as rejection, we learn to reject our own self. We feel it's normal to value other people over our own self. And right now I'm just focusing on this experience of rejection as one example, but there are many, many experiences we have as children that will lead us to this distorted relationship with with ourself, with who we really are. So when we have those kinds of experiences, we believe if we had somehow been different, we would have been loved better or fully. We would have been treated better. We believe it's our own fault that we were rejected because, again, we still see these adults as being all-knowing. It's not until we become adults that we can see them for the complex, flawed, and fully human beings that they are. We can see that they were making mistakes and it wasn't something that was good for us to take on as a self-definition, but we just didn't know better at that time. We didn't know that their mistakes were being internalized into our own self. By the time we're adults, we have already internalized all the messaging that makes us feel worthless or incomplete or in desperate need of external love and approval. Thankfully, we now know that brains are plastic, they're malleable, and anything that was internalized can be changed. We can rewrite and reprogram our inner monologue at any time. We can learn to speak to ourselves with kindness and love. We can learn to value ourselves and treat ourselves as the beautiful divine beings that we are. We can learn to show up feeling confident and believing in who we are. We can completely reframe how we see ourselves and our own story and in a way that is empowering, uplifting, and nourishing to our spirit. So how do we change our inner self-talk? How do we work with the flexibility of our brain? How do we program our minds and heal our relationship with our own self? First of all, we have to get honest about the relationship with ourself we've been nurturing for most of our lives. I know for me, a lot of my attention tends to go to those painful experiences from my childhood. I often look back at what was done to me, and I see the external experiences I had. I rarely look at how those experiences were internalized, and about how I, in turn, began to treat myself the same way. It's not your fault that you internalized a critical or hurtful or negative relationship with your own self. It's really a byproduct of a society and culture 
that has lost touch with the value of emotions, feelings, and compassion. At this point in the world, we really have an overemphasis on male energy, and we've lost touch with the value of female energy, with love, connection, support. One of the most painful experiences I've had as an adult was realizing that I had picked up the torch of my abusers and run with it. The way I spoke to myself was so cruel and vicious, it was really difficult to get honest with myself, to see the truth of how I talk to myself, and then to love that self. And I'm still working on that. I am still working on love and forgiveness for that part of me that hurts me really out of familiarity and because it's what it knows. This is something that I still am working through. And so when you look at the relationship with yourself, bring in as much compassion and gentleness as you can and know that you aren't doing anything that other people are not doing. You are not a horrible person for not being able to be kind and loving to yourself. What you are is normal and what you are is human. I definitely still struggle with not getting stuck on self-blame. I'm working on that self-forgiveness and having compassion for myself. And I know that's something that's very common and that I'm not alone in this struggle. There's always this sense that we should have known better. We should have healed this sooner. We should have been kinder to ourselves. We shouldn't have done to ourselves what was done to us. And just know No matter how dark or critical your relationship with yourself is, you are not alone. You are not failing at self-love. You are handling it the same way millions of other people are, and you're doing the best you can with the information and experiences that you had. And not only that, but you are changing the way humans have treated themselves for pretty much all of human history. You are changing the tide on how we treat ourselves and how we treat ourselves is how we treat everyone else. So you are really taking a very courageous step in looking at yourself, doing it different than how it's always been done, and putting something different out into the world. To look honestly at ourselves is one of the hardest things we can do. And I just want you to give yourself so much love and encouragement for the courage you have to be even considering looking at yourself. A lot of people just can't even get there because, like I said, for me, it was really painful and it kind of felt like walking through fire. I feel that I'm coming onto the other side of it And I will say, even though it's hard, it's so worth it because you deserve to see yourself truly. You deserve to see how wonderful and how valuable you are. You deserve to appreciate yourself. You deserve to enjoy your existence, who you are, your experience in this life. 
Healing your relationship with your own self begins first with seeing that child within you and letting them know they are doing an incredible job of navigating all these confusing, hurtful, and even traumatic experiences. Let the child within you know that they are not supposed to know how to handle all of this, that the people guiding them are supposed to love and support them. And it's extremely confusing when the people guiding the child within you are also the ones making you sad, confused, and even scared. And then see the inner critic within you, the part of you that cuts you down and hurts you, as that sweet, innocent child that you were. As that brave child, you were doing the best that you could. And give that child all the love and support and kindness and compassion that they need. Pour it into them in a way that they've never had it before. Tell them over and over, you are loved. You are safe. I am here with you, and you are incredibly brave and resilient. Let them know that you don't blame them, because they're just a kid, and the whole point of being a kid is to learn and to grow. A kid is not supposed to know everything. They're not supposed to be the adult in the room, and it's okay that they're confused about how to love and support their own self. It's completely okay. It's completely normal. And it's going to get better because you're here now, healing and nurturing yourself on all levels of your being. And now you, as the adult you are, look into your inner child and say, I know it's been hard, but there's an adult here now. I'm here. Let me take over. You go have a rest and go relax and I'll manage things now. Saying to myself, it's okay. You can relax. I got this. There is an adult here now. Is something I learned from a therapist for helping me with my anxiety And I have to tell you, it's been a huge help. It's something I would encourage you to try whenever you feel yourself reacting as that inner wounded child and rather than as the competent and capable adult that you are. Let that child rest and say, I'm here. I got you. There's an adult here now. And just notice if that helps you at all. I now want you to just take a moment to reflect on the relationship that you have with yourself. You might want to call up your inner monologue and how you talk to yourself. You might want to see how you encourage yourself or hold yourself back. You might see it in a visual way and see yourself standing before yourself and notice if you radiate anger or frustration? Do you even see yourself or do you ignore yourself? Just see how you treat yourself. Sit with your own self and let an honest picture of your self-relationship come forth 
And if any judgment tries to come up, just say, no thank you, and let it go. Now that you have an idea of what your relationship with yourself is like, I want you to remind yourself that you're doing the best you can. Everyone struggles with their self-talk, and there is nothing wrong with what you saw. I promise you that whatever horrible thing you have thought about yourself, I have done the same. I talk to myself like I am the most worthless, vile piece of shit sometimes, and it's sometimes so constant, I don't even realize I'm doing it. I will often completely ignore myself and treat myself as if I don't exist and I don't matter, and everyone else is more important than me. It's as if I erased my own existence from my own life. So whatever you see in yourself, remember that it's a reflection of what you internalized and not a reflection of who you are as a person. Also, I have a couple of episodes dedicated entirely to negative self-talk and intrusive thoughts, so if you're deep in the struggle here, I completely relate and you can always dive deeper into it on those episodes. I now want you to tell yourself the nicest compliment you can think of. You might just start with something small like, you are a kind person, and then let it grow until you really can get to the nicest thing you can say to yourself. Speak to yourself with the love you would give to your best friend. Keep repeating the compliment and letting it grow, perhaps even allowing in other words of affirmation, and just keep repeating these words of love and kindness.
Now I want you to tell yourself all the reasons you are worthy of love. And if this is hard, picture yourself as a baby. How would you love your infant self? What would you want for you? Tell yourself all the reasons your existence is wonderful and that you are worthy of love. Now tell yourself what makes you strong, brave, and courageous. Remind yourself of what you've overcome, the times you went outside your comfort zone, and what you are truly capable of. And now remind yourself of your positive qualities. Remind yourself of your gifts, talents, and strengths. If these are hard to think of, start by asking yourself what you like. What are your hobbies and interests? Sometimes by looking at what we're drawn to, we can see it's showing us a positive quality in ourself. You like what you like for reasons that have to do with who you are. What you like is generally showing you what you're capable of and what you're good at. Remind yourself of your gifts, talents, and strengths.
Now I want you to see yourself the way the creator of the universe would see you. Imagine that you have been created by the divine source of all that is, and that this divine infinite energy is looking at you right now, is holding you in its gaze of unconditional love. What does it see? Now give that love to your own self. See your own self the way the creator of the universe would see you. See your own self with that unconditional love. Now I want you to take a big, deep breath, and as you do so, repeat to yourself, I'm here, I'm with you. You may want to also do this with your hands on your heart and your eyes closed, breathing deep, repeating, I'm here, I'm with you. And now again, taking some deep breaths, repeat to yourself, I see you, I hear you, I'm listening. As you do this, affirm that what you see and hear within you is important to you. Let yourself know that what you feel and experience is a priority in your own self and in your life. I see you, I hear you, I'm listening.
I now want you to think of something you want to accomplish, a dream or goal, and give yourself the best pep talk you've ever received. Let yourself know that you are worthy of this and all the reasons why you can do it and why it's going to happen. Think now of something about yourself that you really struggle with. It might be about your body, how intelligent you think you are. Just think of something that you really get down on yourself about. And then tell yourself all the words you need to hear. Uplift yourself and tell yourself all the soothing and supportive things that your heart is yearning for. And now tell yourself what you are worthy of and deserving of in a partner. Tell yourself all of the good qualities that you would love and expect. What are the positive ways in which someone should treat you? What do you want and value that you are worthy of having and ready to receive? And with that relationship reflection, I'm going to finish this. 
because the previous episode was all about cultivating a healthy relationship and feeling worthy of it. So if you'd like to continue with continue on with that aspect of seeing yourself being loved and valued by another person, then go back to the previous episode and try that visualization. And if you would like to continue working on your self-love, then you may want to become a member of my private meditation and visualization group. It's a super cozy space. It includes over 100 audios for self-love, chakra healing, empowering yourself, creating your dream life, and more. All of the audios are organized into folders and it's super easy to find what you're looking for and what you're working on. You will also get an exclusive new meditation or visualization each week. It's only $5 per month and you can learn more on my website, melissa-field.com, through my Instagram at meditate underscore with underscore Melissa, or through the link in my episode notes. There will also be a link in my episode notes that will take you to a page on my website that has the self-love questions we just went over as a PDF for you to reference again or to share with someone. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Healing Sanctuary, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating so that others can discover this podcast and get the healing that they need also. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm Melissa Field, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.